Oh, heck yeah. Oh my god, yes. Slay the sin, please. <laughs> that, is, that is such a good way to start the episode, even though this is going to be an audio podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a slate. Welcome to the second episode of the unofficial Last Year Film podcast for Last Year Film students and any other person who is interested in the filmmaking process. Again, this podcast was recorded online, so apologies for the drop in audio quality. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of the unofficial Last Year Film podcast. I am joined here by Chris Sin, Kenton Brandmayer, Cherish and Diamond, and Adam Sardins. Hello, everybody. Hello. 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 Yes, all right. So today's topic... Wait, Cherry didn't say hello. What the I heck, say- Cherry? Yeah. <laughs> I said hello. Mr. Time. She got overshadowed. Dang. <laughs> today's episode, we are talking about the purpose of a film school um, and all its fine details. So let's get started. All right. Um, first of all, let's just go through each one of you guys and talk about... Um, what do you guys think the purpose of film school is? So, Chris, I'll start with you. Yeah, sure. So, I recently finished up my undergrad in film school. I went there. I went to film school for four years while also pursuing an undergrad in religious studies. So, yeah, it was interesting to see a comparison between the two because I obviously had um, very different experiences with both. In general, I think higher education in college is super necessary to be more of a human being if i'm being honest you get you get to encounter a lot of diverse people and ways of thought and you also get to develop yourself in ways of thinking um but i don't think that film school is all that different from col- a college education or an undergrad education mostly because it's there to do the same thing you go to school so you can learn new skills and so you can practice and so you can have deadlines and different points to learn and practice against and one of the best ways to learn is within a sphere of other people that are doing the same thing. When you can kind of compete with each other and collaborate with each other and learn from each other, it is one of the best environments to learn in, provided you have you know, a good system around you to encourage competition or to encourage uh, collaboration. And part of going to film school for me was really just finding people like Brendan, who I could consider a good colleague and friend, but also someone I could compete with and someone who would push me to make my content and my uh, product ultimately better. I think that I personally uh, grew more in competition and collaboration with my peers than I did in the classroom. I learned a lot more being with other people than I learned uh, sitting at a desk. And kind of that's that's a quick summary of what I believe it is. All right, awesome. Cherry, do you have a response to that? Um, so I kind of have a different uh, perspective. Well, not really, just, a, I guess, a, a younger perspective, if you can say. Because uh, I kind of picked up uh, someone, well, two um, upperclassmen kind of like brought me under their wing, which was Chris and Brendan. And um, they kind of like, they weren't, they were very blunt about like how film school was. They're like, "Hey, you're gonna, you have to create stuff. You gotta learn, um, deal with, um, these personalities. You gotta, um, you gotta make stuff. Like you can't just sit around and just like what Chris said, just like be in a classroom and just like depend on like your degree to help you get um jobs." But um, I'm switching majors to communications, and in film school, I. I, I guess this goes for every um, major, but like I just kind of, 
um getting involved with so much of like you know sets and then like involved with other people like good or bad um filmmakers like you kind of learn that you don't want to do this but it's that that's not i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because like you know it's better than like you're 30 years old and you're like oh i don't want to do this anymore and then you can't go back to school and stuff um there i i think uh film school is kind of like it's the same it's the same thing it's not the same thing but it's very hands-on and it's you kind of you have to learn to the you have to learn that like making mistakes is okay because you're still in school like uh, it's not like you're it's a job where like your employer is going to get mad at you and like you're getting paid for this so like you you learn as you go with like your teachers your um, classmates your friends and stuff that's how um i feel like the mistakes part and like because you were talking about like the education competition putting yourself in an environment where you can, where it's okay to make mistakes is like great. Mm -hmm. um, Adam, let's go to you and then Kenton after that. Adam, what do you think the purpose of film school is? Okay, um, <clears throat> well, for me, I feel like the purpose of film school is basically what you all said. Um, but one thing that I kind of want to add on to add on to what you guys were saying is that I feel like another big thing that film school is and what it does for students is it, it allows for connections that you couldn't really make elsewhere. Because one of the biggest things, at least um, to me in you know, the film industry and just the arts industry in general, is it's very much reliant on who you know, not what you know. You know what I mean? I feel like you could be like one of the best um, filmmakers ever, but then if you don't know the right people, you're not going to make it very high in the business. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I think film school lets you meet people and work with other people. So then later in the future, you could probably um talk to those people and get on other jobs and stuff like that and start building up your resume and stuff like that does that make sense yeah definitely Network networking is a huge part of film school whether that be you know your peers or um your professors or just connections that your professors have or other people have mm -hmm. um because i think we all are familiar at this point about like it's all about who you know for the most part obviously mm -hmm. like your skills obviously play a play um as well but your networking does play a huge part in getting jobs and getting interviews and stuff like that. Kenton, mm -hmm. um, what do you think uh, the purpose of film school is? Okay, so what I would say is that, well, the primary thing, the reason why people do go to film school is so that they can get hands-on experience with the equipment, and if they fail, they don't lose their job or anything. Like, you have this great opportunity to try, fail, try again. And in real life, you never get that opportunity. You get lucky if you're allowed to fail once in like a real job. So that's what I would give as the primary reason to join film school. And then secondary, obviously networking, because you meet so many people and like you have teachers that have worked in the industry and know people like Carrie knows a ton of people and Rodney knows a ton of people and now Esther's with his new thing he's going to meet a lot of people so it's just getting to meet all these new people yeah definitely building up networking again and you know being creative I, I kind of feel like the purpose of film school at least a, a longer term film school is kind of being able to 
be creative um, because let's just say if you're, if you're going to be a grip, you know, it might not be worth it to spend, you know, the amount of money that for a four year film school when you're as compared to like a director of cinematography or a director or a producer um, or, you know, something along more lines of like the business aspect or the creative aspect because uh, higher education as Chris and we all were saying, um, like it gives you access and it puts you in an environment uh, to where you can fail and to where you can be creative and to where you can compete with others and put yourself in an environment to where you can actually spend the time to be creative about that. Um, do you guys have any thoughts about that? Or like, I mean, like at least in terms of like, you know, it's uh, like being a grip going to film school compared to like, you know, being a cinematographer. Oh man. Um, <laughs> yes and no on a lot of those things. Um, I think if you go to film school right out of high school, you really don't know the industry that well. You really don't know what the difference is between a grip or a gaffer or maybe between set design and, you know, props or whatever. And it's really difficult to know what you want to do if you've never had experience with it. So I think another part of film school is to kind of experiment and kind of dip your toes into all of these different fields of the filmmaking process and kind of discovering what you really like. And I don't think there's anything wrong with maybe changing your mind or changing your direction mid uh, midway through, because at the end of the day, what you're really doing is understanding all of the different aspects that need to come together to make a really good film. And I think part of film school for if you're going there and you know you're going to be a DP, you know you're going to be a cinematographer, that's great. You just need to be the best when you come out then. You need to be so purposeful with all your choices that you make that all of the choices between movement and camera and lighting and the way that something appears on screen is what is conveying the emotion you're looking for. But if you're looking to be a grip or you're looking to be a gaffer, you need to be one of the best in what you do so that it is no like question in people's mind once you come out who I'm going to call when I need someone to fill this slot. Yeah, and like like you're saying before, you know, it's definitely okay to like change your mind midway through because at the end of the day, if you don't change your mind, if you don't like it, or if you change your mind, or if you don't change your mind you're, and you're bad at it, then it's not gonna, you know, do you any good in the long term. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe this would be a good time to ask that question, actually. Like, how? okay, so how did you guys decide what you were going to focus on? Or have you decided what you were going to focus on, so to speak? <laughs> okay. So, you, you go ahead. Okay. Um, well, at first, I did want to focus on being a director. Um, then I kind of just a lot of thought. And um, it was actually Chris that asked me this question. Like, what do you love most about film? I'm like, oh, I love actually when I was uh, hit um brendan's ad i just like oh i love like the producing side of it like you know helping putting it together behind the scenes and then that's like i kind of realized um it's just a lot of just working on sets like being like working on different um areas like what chris said i was a grip i was like kind of a gaffer i was mostly grips <laughs> but um it's i that's when i realized i'm like i maybe don't want to do this so, but I, at the same time, I didn't want to stray away from like being away from film. So I technically don't have an area of expertise because I'm, I'm not going to be in film anymore. But um, as a film, when I was a filmmaker student, um, I really focused on directing and also just um, trying to shadow on like Brendan 
which is Brendan's kind of low-key a jack of all trades and like Chris too. So I was just kind of just like um behind Brendan just watching like cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that would be the best idea, but <laughs> um Kenton, let's go to you. Like how did you choose to be a sound mixer a uh, production sound mixer? Oh well I chose that because I figured it would be probably the most solid option of finding work in the field. So that's probably my primary reason for choosing it. But And because I also love sound effects in movies. So I was, not this past quarter, but the fall quarter, I was watching Blade Runner videos like every single day studying the sound of it. Because I just really fell in love without even watching the movie, but the sound of the movie. So that was really like something that just made me want to go to sound. But I also really like directing. Like when, even at, when I directed my little tiny thing that I lost the videos to, <laughs> I enjoyed working with, like, telling the actress what to do, and then collaborating with what i want the image to look like like i found that a lot of fun to do yeah of course i think you know found that a lot yeah Yeah. we'll go into film school to be directors because they want to make movies (laughs) Mm -hmm. um adam what about you um so i started off this school year being a uh production emphasis and i remember uh my first my first set that I worked on, um, my first student film set was Brendan's uh, thesis. And I was just a grip. And I, uh, to be honest, when you first asked me to be a grip, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. That sounds like fun. And then right afterwards, I Googled what a grip was <laughs> because I wasn't sure. <laughs> uh, but no, it was it was really fun. I had a blast working on your set. Um, I remember watching you all work. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. I'm like a little freshman, but I could see myself doing this. And then I went off and uh, I decided to do my own thing for the directing change. And that's when I realized um, how important it is to start as soon as you can, like making films. Because if I wouldn't like just just to provide a little bit of context for that, um, we were supposed to start shooting at six. We did not start shooting at seven until seven. Like, I don't think we ended until like 11 or midnight or something like that. Basically, it was a nightmare. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's when I realized, you know, that that's like when you make mistakes so you can learn and stuff like that. Um, but then over the course of the school year, I, I kind of realized that I have more of a creative brain than a, like a technical brain. Um, I love um, the process of like world building and stuff like that and creating characters. So... Um, I, I thought a lot about it, and I talked to some friends, and I ended up changing my emphasis to script writing, um, purely because I feel like my my abilities lie more in that in that category. Um, but I still plan on making films in the future, um, you know, just because I may not be like the best cinematographer, you know, doesn't mean I can't limit myself. I can still, you know, go to my cinematographer friends and say, "Yo, do you want to shoot this film for me?" And stuff like that. Um, so I'm a scriptwriting major now, but I still plan on um, doing, you know, uh, I, I still plan on making things, basically, you know? Yeah, that's great. Um, that brings us to our next topic. Do you guys think, um, I think me and Chris were talking about this earlier, but do you guys think it is good to be a jack of all trades or is it good to like really know what you want to do 
going into and coming out of film school? What are you guys' mm. thoughts on? I think it depends. I don't know. Like, I've had multiple conversations. I've had it with Summer. Like, uh, I've had it with like a my one of my art te art teachers in the Mac Mac Center, and they're just like, well, Summer was like, Summer said like, oh, it's better to have like focus on what you want to do because like what Chris said before, it's like you have if you want to be if you want to get hired for like um the job you you you're doing, you have to be the best at it. You can't just be like okay with it and okay with other stuff you have to be the best at it so people would rehire you you have a reputation for that and then my old my art teacher's like oh yeah like kids that go to csun um cal state northridge like um they have like two types of um film, film, film departments so like they have i call it the varsity and the junior varsity <laughs> jv so like <laughs> kind of like um you apply to the film school right and then if you're not good enough you get into the jv and then like if you're good enough you get into the varsity so they said she said um the varsity um when they apply and they get into the you know better film school they emphasize on like what they want to do so they have like emphasis but like jv they have like um you just kind of learn everything and then like when they graduate the people that were in the JV program actually get more jobs because they learn more of like they learned everything instead of just focusing on one thing. So I honestly think it depends. Like I can't like I don't know if there's like a set answer, but like I don't know if Brendan or Chris or Adam or Kenton have a set answer, but I don't know, just hearing from different perspectives, I think it's different. Um I feel like at least in in my opinion, I feel like it's important to find like a a balance of both because um I feel like you would want to have one thing that you specialize in, but then you also want to have some knowledge on everything else, just in case, like, um, say you're shooting something and then, like, your gaffer can't make it that day and you really need someone to be there and, like, no one else knows how to do it. I feel like as long as you have, like, the basic knowledge of that role, even if it's not, like... Um, like your your strong point like you still have enough knowledge to do it effectively um and uh, i had another point but i just lost my train of thought so <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to it heck yeah <laughs> chris let's go to you oh yeah okay so for myself i when i came into film school i had a background in um, stage sound and production sound so what that means is I would be doing a lot of bands, I would be doing a lot of plays, I'd be doing a lot of presentations, and a lot of that mixing kind of naturally slotted me into being a sound emphasis, more specifically production sound. Um, but coming into film school, I just took any job I could. I saw that people needed a grip, or they needed someone to uh, help be an extra hand, or they needed someone to PA, or they needed someone to do X, Y, Z. And I've done a ton of jobs from across the board. Um, and that's given me a lot of good knowledge. It's helped me understand what's necessary and what people need when they do a specific role. So when I went to go make my own film, I wasn't trying to make anything you know, obscenely hard for anyone else or something that I wasn't putting in something that was impossible to do. Um, so in that sense, having knowledge of everything, like Adam was saying, is almost necessary to work in that industry because you can't really expect or ask something of someone if you don't understand what you're asking for. Um, on the flip side of things, when you're trying to get a job, you're typically going to get hired if your name is the only name that comes up in people's heads or the first name that comes up in people's heads. It is really difficult if you're the third, fourth, fifth, because that means they had to go through the first 
three people to get to your name. Um, for me specifically, most of the jobs that I've had have been specifically for production sound. And that's only because I started to really target where I wanted to go in the last two, three years of me in undergrad. Uh, the first two years, I didn't have my own equipment. I didn't have any type of specialization. I didn't declare anything. Once I got to my junior year, senior year, super senior year, I said, okay, this is what I want to do. I invested resources and time and energy and money into buying equipment, into putting my name out of specifically one role. And that's the job I ended up getting hired for because I chose at some point, this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to focus on. That's not saying I you know, left everything else behind. It's saying that I just chose to emphasize one more. Great. Kenton, do you have any thoughts on, on this? I mean, you guys have covered it pretty well. I was just <laughs> thinking sort of along the lines of you want to know everything so you can still do everything, but you still want that emphasis in one thing so you can lead. Just like in the sense of being like a leader, <clears throat> you should normally have or like from a football perspective, the quarterback needs to know everything about the offense to make it run well. He doesn't need to play every position, but he just needs to know everything about it. Yeah, that's a great analogy, and especially for the leadership topic, you know, especially for being a higher up or above the line person, like everything kind of feeds into your knowledge, especially for director or producer or like composer, you know, everything that you learn comes and feeds into like your thought process and what you think about. Um, and I think, yeah, like we hit it pretty well that like there is a balance necessary that like you should know everything, or at least the basics of everything in order to figure out what's working, what does, what's not working. But at the same time, most of us are still in school, so we don't exactly know what effect it actually has. But specializing in one is definitely necessary. I remember touching back on, on kind of on this topic is that like going back in like high school, you know, my uh, counselor, academic counselor was like, told the whole class was like, oh yeah, what schools are really looking for now is a well-rounded student. And it, it, that kind of made it seem like, oh, yeah, they just want pers- a, a, pe- a person who will, like, specialize in, or who's, who's good at everything. But, you know, what they really want is a person who's really good at one thing and has all the electives to, like, show that they're, like, oh, a rounded person. Like, they're not going to hire or they're not going to accept, like, a person for, like, uh, a mathematics or a physics uh, academics if they're not, like, good at math. Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't show that they're really good at math, if they're just like playing jack of all trades and just kind of like, oh, they're just like good at everything, but they're not really showing that they have a focus or a passion for this, you know. Um, all right, moving on to our next topic. Do you guys think that, at least from what I've seen and at La Sierra, it seems like a lot of us are really focused on narrative pieces and less so on like documentary and commercial or corporate videos is film school specifically more morally focused on the narrative side of filmmaking Uh, when applying to like film school because i always like all of us probably have applied to like different film schools um in the on the application it says like uh storytelling so like i think we come into film school thinking like oh it's all about storytelling but like also a lot of kids like they make i'm guilty of it like they make videos in high school like 
hey, I'm actually pretty good at this. Why don't I just go to film school and stuff? So I think it's kind of like um, people think like, oh, I'm handy with a camera. I like editing. Like film school is obviously the choice for me. So I think uh, it's kind of like an illusion. I'd like to say. I don't want to bring anybody down or like any freshman like coming into film school or anything, but it's kind of like an illusion. Like thinking like, oh, I, I know how to edit. I know how to like record stuff. Like film school is totally for me. But I, in my opinion, I do think it's more narrative, but like it's, if you can tell a story, that's like, that's the whole point of film school. It's like storytelling is a huge, like that main part of film school. Kenton, what are your thoughts? Can you repeat the question again? Is film school morally like focused on narrative rather than like documentary, corporate, and commercial? Um, film school or just the film industry? Film school. Uh, film school is more focused on narrative. Do you, do you think that it's like just La Sierra or, I mean, obviously like other schools might have like a, you know, commercial class or something like that, but like is film school and do you think it matters like where you go? I think the majority of film schools are more focused on narrative, but I feel like last year especially is focused on narrative because we're not big like some commercial schools are to big enough to focus on like a commercial side of things. But I think the film industry on the other hand is completely commercial. Like it's all about making money <laughs> like every industry. Definitely, definitely. Um, Adam, you've had one year in at La Sierra. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> um, so based on my one year of experience, um, <laughs> to be honest, I feel like um, it's more like film school tends to be more narrative, but that's because there's narrative in almost every single piece of film, including commercials. Um, especially like if you watch commercials during the super bowl and stuff like that um sure like they're ads for like budweiser or cheetos or whatever but <clears throat> a lot of them have like the these stories that are built in like there was just one um it wasn't just one ad it was like a series of ads for um i, I forget what the product was but there was like a series of ads and it followed like this farmer and his dog throughout <laughs> the entire series yeah. yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah and it's like it was trying to sell a product, a product, but it was a series of ads, kind of like episodes telling a story within each one. So I feel like the reason why film focuses more on narrative is because there's a narrative to be found in almost every aspect of film, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Do you guys think, I mean, okay, what about this? When you're given an assignment, why are people more likely to tune into that kind of like short narrative rather than like an episode or like a commercial that that you would like normally think about when you think commercial like as a film student yeah like let's just say like you're you're in class and the teacher like creates an assignment that says you know, go out and film a two-minute thing that has to hit like these marks why are like most people like thinking about the more narrative side rather than like a two minute commercial, you know, or documentary even. 
Probably because, like, uh, going into fil- film school, you kind of just want to make films. Like, you, you're not, like, I'm not a marketing major. Like, I want to make films. So, I'm not, I, uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of um, first-year film students kind of, like, not spit, <laughs> not spit upon, like, commercials or anything. But, like, like, hey, I'm here to make films. Like, I'm not here to, like, make PSAs or anything. Probably that, I, I don't know, from what I see it, that's, that's how I see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you feel like that's just the majority of people that like want to do films rather than just like one or two people wanting to do commercials or is it just because of like the way that like was presented it's probably presented because like you know like when you get um like you know like when you hear film school like you hear george lucas you hear steven spielberg you, like you just think of movies films that's that's how i see it mm-hmm I kind of feel like um, I, I feel like at least for me um, when I went to, when I went into film, to film school it was like going into it you're like oh I want to make films I want to be the next uh, Tarantino Spielberg whatever uh, I want to be like the next big director and then you you take all these film classes and then you realize there's there's more to film than just making movies there's a whole like industry out there you know what I mean um, I believe uh, correct me if I'm wrong but Last I checked, um, there's uh, the most money in the film industry is not in Hollywood, but it's in the commercial and video game industries. Um, Correct. So I feel like um, because of that, a lot of people go into film school saying, oh, I want to make movies and stuff. And then they start to notice each aspect of film, including commercials and everything else. And then that's when you kind of branch out towards those. You guys feel like people just do commercials because that's where the money is rather than like actually wanting to do commercials? Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I, love money. I, I think, think I had, yeah, go ahead, Kenton. I think when someone's like brand new into like searching for a job, they'll just take anything that's offered to them. And or just if someone's needing to make money, they'll go for something quick that's offered to them, like a commercial. Like a commercial shouldn't take you like three or four months like a movie will. So you might be more inclined to just take that job quickly, get paid, and focus on more so that. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, yeah, so I'm actually going to be quoting a good friend of mine slash mentor. um, His name's Eric Hardy. He was was like uh, the upperclassman when I was a freshman who really helped, like, guide me along and teach me a lot of things. Still teach me a lot of stuff today, but... um, he was talking to me about one time because he now is a co-owner of his own production, you know, commercial production company. And we were, they were talking about there's jobs that you take that do three things. They either financially fulfill you. Obviously you need to pay your bills, you need to make money. You need to, you know, have an income. They creatively fulfill you or they are a bridge to one, one other job or multiple jobs, I suppose. And so the ideal is that you get a job that does all three things at the same time. Um, but obviously you're going to have a lot of moments where you're not going to have a job that maybe creatively fulfills you, but financially fulfills you or provides the bridge or vice versa and so on. Um, And I think it's important to understand that when you're a filmmaker, you're a storyteller, you are creating a narrative and it really depends on what story you're trying to tell and how you want to tell it. If you're a commercial, if you're making a commercial, the point of the commercial is to sell or advertise whatever product or let people know about whatever thing you're talking about. That's the point. If you are, you know, creating a narrative, you're trying to tell a story that hopefully has meaning to somebody. 
And I think trying to figure out how you can weave a meaningful story, even if it is in a commercial, is really difficult. But it's, I think, worthwhile. I think part of the reason the commercial industry has so much money is, uh, like Kenton was saying, a quick turnaround time, quick project dates, but also the ability to have a diversity of stories and products to work on that come up more frequently than a full-scale movie or, or television industry. Do you guys have any other thoughts on that specific topic of film school being narrative or, you know, job-wise? All right, let's then go through a quick fire um, question thing with Bob to where <laughs> um, everyone, let's go Chris, um, Kenton, Cherry, and Adam um, in that order. Name a pro of film school. Oh, okay. Uh, pro of film school, easy. You get hands-on equipment that's several thousand, if not, you know, insanely, you know, high amounts of money. You get your hands on cameras and sound equipment and lights and, you know, diffusion material and stands and all this other jazz that you just don't have access to. Like, for the most of us that are students, we can't afford a $40,000 light strapped onto a $3,000 stand with, you know, a $400 extension cord to plug it in. So I just think just having access to equipment is one of the biggest pros of film school. All right, Kenton. Uh, you can get freshmen to be your crew. <laughs> Straight right, facts. Yeah. <laughs> Indentured servitude. <laughs> All right, Terry. Um, support from your peers. Peer support. Yes, that's a big one. Adam. Uh, the networking possibilities. Networking. All right, um, Chris again. Oh, another pro or a con this time? What do you think? Another pro. Another pro. Um, critique, honestly. Like being in a room in a space where you can create something and then get it critiqued and figure out what works and what doesn't is one of the most valuable things you can have as a creative. And if you don't have someone that, you know, can give you critique or give you solid critique, you're never improving on what you're making. Awesome. Yes. Kenton again. Okay. So, kind of what going a little bit off of what Chris was saying. You can gain confidence off of seeing people's work that is not as good as yours. Yes, being in an environment where you can see what is bad. Mm -hmm. All right, Cherry. Uh, uh, it's kind of like, uh, this is a stupid pro, but like he kind of brags, like I'm in film school, and we were like, oh crap, that's cool. I guess bragging. <laughs> bragging rights. Okay. <laughs> we have the reality what how film school is when you do get bragging rights because every time I tell people I'm in film they're like oh that's so cool you get bragging rights yeah I've got one somehow not from my parents though well. oh dang <laughs> I didn't I guess the ability to collectively learn from each other by helping each other out and working on each other on each other's projects um i know for me two of my biggest passions in life if not the biggest passions are acting and film and because of film school i'm able to do both of those things at once in a way so yeah definitely yes i think another obviously another pro of film school um depending on the film school is the degree of course you get a bachelor's degree or a master's degree depending on what institution you go to if it's accredited hopefully it's accredited Oh, oh God! Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you're not getting an accredited degree. It's not yeah. worth it. Um. All right, then we like we're going on to the cons of film school. So in the same order, um, Chris, starting. It's a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna take. 
Another con. Um, it could be a worthless degree if you Oof. never get a job. Ooh, that one hit hard. Ooh, hit it. <laughs> that is very good. All right, Cherry. Uh, dealing with strong personalities, getting stuck Oof. with those personalities. Amen. Especially, in, especially in film, because film, it's like people kind of go in with like a big ego, and then they kind of stay with that ego, and mm. it's, it's um working with those people sometimes. But you gotta push through it. Amen. Yeah, I mean, it's like in in the film industry, there are a lot of like big personalities, like big or large and small, they have to deal with. You know, like mm-hmm. so, um, like you know, it, it's slowly converting into a better environment to work in, but you know, it's still got a long ways to go. I mean, we're just talking yeah. about hiring a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, big schools are like hoity toity USC and like NYU. <laughs> you know, they always kind of think they kind of they're always on a stool, like thinking they're better than you. So it's kind of like it, it sucks, but you know, at the same time, you you guys are at the same on the same boat. You're if you if they graduate from USC, NYU, Harvard, and you're still working on the same film set, hey, you're still on the same film set. You came from different schools. You're at the same. You came at the same place. Like it doesn't. So yeah. That's, it's kind of cool. All right, Adam, film school. Um, I guess uh, um, since film isn't as much of a guaranteed career. Um, you're you're paying all this money to go to a school, and then once you graduate, you somehow have to find a way to make money to pay back your loans. And then if you find yourself not being able to find jobs, then what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why, like as Kenton said, it might be a worthless degree because you spend all this time and you still might not be able to find a job. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you guys? Let's just touch upon that a little bit more. Why do you guys think um, film is? At least film school might not be worth it in terms of like the cost and in terms of like the degree side. Because oh, some want- people are lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a really big difference. Okay, like people when they go to film school, they have this like misconception in their head. It's like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to learn to be a director, I'm going to learn how to be a cinematographer, I'm going to learn how to, you know, do all these things. And that's true if they actually want to do it. One of the biggest misconceptions that I've run into for film majors is that. They think going to class makes you equipped to go and do that thing. That's just not true. Um, like every other degree and every other type of learning, you need to practice and you need to study. And if you are not doing that, you're not improving. You're not learning. If you, It's like going into chemistry and saying, oh, as long as I go to class, I'll be able to, you know, ace this test. Well, it doesn't mean anything unless you study. It doesn't mean anything unless you put what you know into practice and you kind of refine it and refine it and refine it. Um, the, uh, and a lot of majors are study-based, whereas art majors are project-based. You need to create and make and do and practice versus uh, study-based majors, which is you need to sit, uh, sit down, you need to study, and you need to get that information into your head so it almost becomes second nature. With art majors in general, you do not have the luxury of kind of just going with whatever the syllabus says. If you just do the bare minimum, like everything else in life, you're not going to actually be the best at what you do. You need to find and you need to understand the discipline and the drive that it takes to be a film major or to be an art major or to be a creative. Because at the end of the day, if you're not creating something, you're really not improving yourself. Uh, I was just going to say that um, I, I completely agree. And I, I um, 
that's that's probably the biggest thing that I learned in terms of film this this past school year, um, because I found that um, like of course you learn stuff in class and like you learn how to do certain things and all that, um, but especially with with film, you start to really learn stuff through experience. Um, I know that just by working as a grip on Brendan's set for a week, I learned way more than I did in like a ton of my other film classes. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that just at the end of the day, experience is the best teacher. Um, so I feel like um, with, with that being said, film school isn't necessarily like required to be a successful filmmaker. Um, however, it's incredibly helpful, especially because in film school, you're surrounded by people who are um, working on projects and they need people to do all these things. Um, so you're able to do your own projects and work on other people's projects as well. And that's when like you really start to learn how things work and you really start to retain the information and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, that is a great transition into, I mean, it, it, that touches upon a lot of cons and a lot of, and like my next topic too. Chris, as you were saying, like, especially if you have a, if you're being an undergraduate in film, like, you have a lot of other distraction, distractions that you need to do. You need to have, like, in the, the, their, all your general education courses and all your other um, requirements that you need to fulfill that can, that can become distractions to you. And if you, like, don't focus on film or if it's, a, like, becoming a low priority to you, then it's not gonna end up being worth it to you in, in terms of like the long run, in terms of cost, in terms of improving your skills as well. Mm -hmm. And Adam, as you were saying, like, you know, you learn a lot better when you have, when you are, when you have the ability to be on set and you see other people doing those things, um, at least in terms of like set work and in terms of like um, being, seeing it in action. You know, of course, it's one thing to learn about it in a classroom one to like another thing to be creative and like create your own thing at the desk and, and another thing entirely to be on set um and see how what's actually going on and of course that you know different differs between like the positions that you're in so all right so moving on to our final topic i have a question here that says okay um if you were speaking to a incoming freshman um at film school, as me and Chris have done for the past couple of years, <laughs> uh, what did you tell them to do? Don't do it. That's kidding. <laughs> Don't do it. Uh, oh I act, no. I, jokes aside, I think that's a really good piece of advice. Um, you really sh this goes to any major, and regardless if it's film or if it's like, you know some more standard you know academic thing. Um, if you really don't see yourself doing this if you're not passionate about what you're learning or you're not excited about what you're going to do don't do it you you need to have a desire and a passion to be able to put into your work and your study if you really want to become better at it if mm -hmm. i'm a chemistry major and i hate what i'm doing i'm obviously not going to learn or enjoy what i'm doing if i'm choosing to be a film major because i think it's the easiest thing i can do in undergrad that is a horrible, horrible decision because you're just wasting your money and your time. Yeah. And working off of that, like, you don't know if you, you're interested in that unless you go out there and, like, get out of your, this sounds so cheesy, get out of your comfort zone and actually get your hands dirty. 
Like you have to like when I, I would tell a freshman like get out of your comfort zone, talk to upperclassmen, try to get out as much stuff as you can. Like make films, make stucky films. Like you'll learn from that. It's um you just have to like do you have to make um films to, in order to know if you know you like this or not. Or in like um you know dabble in some like rip work and gaffer work and like DP work. You you just have to like get out there and actually do do stuff. That's what I would tell a freshman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel like um, same thing applies. I was I was gonna say a similar thing. Um, I feel like you you really have to, um, and like I'm I'm a freshman right now. Um, so at least from my experience, like I said earlier, it's like um, you getting the experience as soon as possible is probably, in my opinion, the best thing you can do for yourself. Because the sooner you start making things and the sooner you start working on sets, the sooner you get a good understanding of it. So when it comes time for you to do the bigger projects, you already have a good sense of what you're doing. Um, also, something that I did um, or that I would um, tell other um, incoming freshmen to do is uh, get to know the upperclassmen. Because by doing that, you'll um, chances are you'll be asked to be on their sets like I was with Brendan. And that's when you'll be able to learn. And plus, I feel like when you eventually become, you know, a junior and a senior and you start making your bigger projects or you have this really big passion project that you want to do that you're not too sure about, you still have all these connections that you made when you were a freshman with seniors who are now out there, you know, getting jobs in the industry and stuff like that. So you're able to have get, get help from people who are way more skilled than you. And that will come in handy a lot more often than you think, at least from mm. my experience. Mm-hmm. Kenton, what about you? I would, well, what I would say to freshmen is ask for help. Like, mm-hmm. ask as, for as much advice as you could get. Ask for as much help as you can get. Just talk to everyone. Like, don't be a loner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, go out. We, we don't bite. <laughs> yeah. One more thing that I would, I would say to Adam, what Kenton is saying is, um, like constructive criticism is your best best friend when it comes to this kind of stuff um in my opinion the more brutally honest the better simply because um i know uh when people will people will go into film school like cherry was saying earlier they'll say oh i can film i can edit i can do this and then you go on with that big ego mentality and you think that like you're better than you actually are it's it's quite, quite, uh, it's a humbling experience to go in like that and have like someone, especially like an upperclassman say, no, that's bad. <laughs> um, you need to do this and this and this to make it better. And I feel like, especially in this industry, constructive criticism, like brutally honest criticism is very important in that aspect because one, you don't get too ahead of yourself. And then two, you, in my opinion, it's the best way to correct your mistakes and to learn from that. Um, so yeah, don't be, don't be shy and don't be afraid to ask for brutal, honest, uh, constructive <laughs> criticism, because if you ask for that, I'm sure people will be willing to give it to you. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Brendan, what would you say? Well, okay. Obviously Chris and I, you, we both have a lot to say upon this being, um, two years older than Kenton and Cherry in this subject's matter. Um, so, I mean, okay, coming into film school, the 
pieces of advice that you get the most are, it's really just one, it's make as much stuff as you can. And, you know, coming in, the, coming as a, in as a freshman, I was like, is that the only thing I can do? Um, is there anything else I can do that can like guarantee myself? I just put myself in quotes uh, for those. <laughs> for our audio <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything like I can quote guarantee quote um, myself that can like I can I can do better that I can do more better than just like make stuff, you know? And as the years gone by, have gone by, I've learned that at least personally, that's mostly the piece of advice that you really have to do is just continue to make stuff if you're being a creative um, and continue to do stuff if you're like, an, uh, an, not necessarily in the creative, but like another, you know, position is because the more things that you do and uh, the more skills that you can acquire, that is what is going to get you a job in the industry um, and out there is because, as we've said before, your name should be like the first one that like pops into people's minds when they think of um, a position. You, they should be able to think of, oh, Chris is a production sound mixer. Oh, Tintin is a post-production sound mixer. Oh, Adam is a, is a script writing major. He can help me write a script. Oh, Cherry, even though she is departing um, <laughs> film school, she is still <laughs> willing to help. And that like I'm those thoughts. Uh, yeah, it's like those type of things that I think freshmen should really like take into consideration is that they need to make as much stuff as they can, fail as much as they can so they can figure mm -hmm. out what exactly they want to do. And then hopefully once they figure that out as soon as possible, focus on that. To add on to that, um... Just before, <clears throat> I think one of the misconceptions about going to film school is that if I just go to classes and do the class projects, I'll that counts as doing something. Um, it only counts as doing something if you're taking it seriously. If every project or exercise or you know thing that comes across your table, you're treating absolutely seriously and you're putting as much effort as you can into it, and it's not just a oh I need to do this because it's homework or because it's an assignment. If you change your mentality into creating every opportunity you can to make something and improving yourself it will be so much more beneficial to you than if you uh, just kind of go with how the syllabus says you should be going. One of the things that is different is that think of your assignments and think of your projects as quizzes and tests for normal majors. A quiz is there to help kind of give you a watermark of where you are with your knowledge and your ability. A test is to really show that you understand or that you can put together something that you've been thinking about in your mind. Think of your films as your big tests. Think of your exercises and your smaller projects as your quizzes and create those for yourself. You need to be able to test yourself and improve yourself consistently. And it's not going to happen if you just do what's on the syllabus. Yeah, and touching upon that, what you said earlier is that if you just do what's on the syllabus, that is essentially the bare minimum in the film school. You have to do so much more just beyond your classes in order to really dive into it and to really take the time to explore and to like figure out what is good and what is not good, what audiences will accept, what they will be happy about, and what general audiences will not be happy about. So that's another huge part as well. 
Do any of you guys have any final thoughts or comments about this? What is your favorite memory of film school? Aww. Kenton, let's start with you. My favorite memory of film school... Hmm. Probably hanging out in the student lounge about a year ago, just chatting with a couple people for like four hours. <laughs> yeah. Alright, um, Adam, let's go to you. Um, honestly, probably working on, on Brendan's, Brendan's th senior thesis, just because that was the first time I was really, um, exposed to, you know, the filmmaking process and stuff like that. Um, I, I remember, uh, at one point, I, I forget what, what happened, but, um, Cherry had to go do something. And like, I was just kind of like a grip just standing there waiting for instruction. And Cherry was like, okay, Adam, you slate for this one. And I went over to slate and it I felt so cool to me because I had never slated before. I'm like, scene one, Apple, take three, marker. And I did it and I walked off and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, is, it was such, it was, it was a really cool experience for me just, you know, being exposed to the whole filmmaking process. And yeah, I guess that was the highlight of my um, film school experience so far. Hi, Cherry. Uh, probably growing relationships with uh, you know, my peers at film school. Like I, <laughs> I have a funny story about like meeting Brendan for the first time, and I was just like, "Who the heck is this guy? He thinks he's all <laughs> this." I ended up, you know, growing a great relationship with Brendan and Chris, and like everyone. I would I like I would like to say everyone. Like no bad no bad blood with anybody. It's just that was my favorite experience, like just making new friends and like working with friends. That was my favorite. My new favorite experience: making bad blood with Cherry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> right now, you heard it here first. <laughs> All right, Chris. Oh man, my favorite. Um, I think it's when I kind of clicked over into choosing production sound as my like emphasis and like buying my own equipment for the first time and then being on projects almost back to back to back it was really really encouraging to me to be able to like own my own equipment believe in what i was doing and then have other people believe in that too so much so that i had jobs that i could go from one to another brendan how about you Ooh. um yeah uh, i think for for me, just as a quick comment on all of your guys, it seems like most of us are like still focused on people <laughs> in the film school, which is an amazing thing that like it's always the relationships and people that come to your mind first. Um, and of course, the jobs as well and encouragement um, in your own life. For me, I think um, it's kind of both a mix between like Chris and the rest of you guys have said is that like after I filmed a lot of things, not really back to back to back, but like one after the other. Um, it's really, I've, I've come to really appreciate the people that have stuck with through through the through all of them with me, um, because I know that like sometimes on set I can get really like into it <laughs> and like not the most. Uh, encouraging of people is because I'm like so worried about everything and everything about that. Um, so to have people that 
are with me through that entire thing like like all of you guys it i i'm truly appreciative of every single one of you so yeah, and i'll know the rest of course <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good point to kind of end on is that even though you go you go to film school to learn and you know make experiences and meet people but then once you're out of film school you need to keep learning and keep improving because the industry is going to keep evolving and staying kind of abreast of that and being able to do that with a bunch of other people are doing the same thing and can kind of call you when you need to check your ego or like can kind of help you out and critique you i think that's really valuable in moving forward any other final thoughts before we end the podcast don't do film <laughs> <laughs> unless you absolutely can't end up doing anything else yeah yeah i think we all agree on that yeah uh, i have a thought you don't need a film degree to do film there you go that's Boom. Facts. there it is you don't facts. need a film degree to do film that's a big one mm-hmm that's it. Thanks again to Chris, Kenton, Cherry, and Anna for joining me. Join us next week for more podcasts. <laughs>